This is a WKYT podcast. It is Friday afternoon and it is cold outside. Going to get a lot colder later on tonight. You are warm inside, hopefully, wherever you are for Facebook Live Friday. I'm Brian Milan. That is Lee K. Howard, the third. And we have a lot of stuff to go over with you. UK basketball, UK football, high school football, and yeah. even a little incident that happened last night between the Browns and the Steelers, if we want to discuss that too. That was Goodness. not pretty. So if you have questions or comments, uh, give us a ring on the Facebook Live, and we will say hello and see, to, see if we can answer any of your questions. We've got football. Let's start with football at the moment because right. UK football takes on Vandy tomorrow. And... Three games to go. You've got to win two to be bowl eligible. Mm -hmm. And if you were to fall to Vandy, there's a lot of pressure in those last two games. Yeah, really. I mean, this win, uh, we, we like to talk about games being must-win games. And yeah. I know that's a, a phrase that gets thrown out there a mm -hmm. lot, whether that's the case or not. I think this game against Vandy in many ways is a must-win game. Now, they could lose the game and still make a bowl game by beating uh, you Martin. know, Martin and Louisville, right. but you don't want to go into the last two games with that pressure and with that, that sort of, you know, you, you lose all momentum if you lose to Vanderbilt at no Vanderbilt, question. and especially when you've won three straight in that series. So in my opinion, Brian, that is a must win game for the Wildcats. They've got to go down there to Nashville and get a win over a team that's won two games, yep. a win. You know, we've seen good Vanderbilt teams back in the past when James mm -hmm. Franklin had them rolling. This is a team that Kentucky should beat, and, and I certainly think that they can tomorrow. This is a team, Vandy, which lost to UNLV by, what, three plus four touchdowns. This is a program that you know, you talk about, well, we're just playing for pride. Yeah, they have pride in their school. They have pride mm -hmm. in themselves, pride in their teammates. But this is a team that has zero momentum. They have nothing going right for them. This team is right, right for the picking, and Kentucky has got to pick wisely. They've got to go into Nashville and win. And this is a series that uh, up until the last couple of years, it was 44-44-2, I believe, just like three years ago. Right, Kentucky's deadlocked won. even. Kentucky's won the last several meetings, but uh, Kentucky's got to stop the run. They've got to close out a game. You've had a chance to close out Florida, didn't do it. Chance to close out Tennessee, didn't do it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about Vandy being a potentially must-win game. We'd be talking about, hey, they need this win to enhance their bowl prospects. Right, and at this point, there's still an opportunity for Kentucky to win eight games That's with right. a bowl That's win. Exactly right. So this season can still be a very good season, if not great season yep. by Kentucky football standards. And it was always looked to be a little bit, it was going to be a little bit of a drop off from last year, just because of the amount of talent that you knew that you were losing to the NFL. If you followed up a 10 win season with an eight win season, especially when you lose two yeah. quarterbacks, I think people could look back at it at the end of the year and go, hey, you know what? They made it work, and, right. and it worked. And then the, the recruiting class that's coming in. But back to Kentucky and Vanderbilt, I think the other reason why you've got to beat Vanderbilt is for years, and let's be honest, and some Kentucky fans aren't going to want to hear this, but for years it was Kentucky and Vanderbilt that's right. as the bottom feeders right. in the SEC. And it was, you know, whoever won that game wasn't last. Well, Kentucky has elevated its program to a level at this moment much higher than Vandy. They're at least middle of the pack in the SEC. I'm talking about Kentucky. Mm -hmm. In order to stay there, at least in not Kentucky football fans' minds, but in the rest of the country's minds, Kentucky's got to beat Vanderbilt. You can't lose to Vanderbilt. Otherwise, so many people on the outside will still see the Wildcats and the Commodores 
as about the same, yeah. even though that's not the case. Yeah, no question about that. That uh, yeah, uh, 3.30 Eastern tip uh, kickoff from Vandy. And as Lee K and I mentioned, yeah, you'd think it's a must-win ball game, especially with Martin and Louisville on the way. Now, before we talk about any other football topics, let's jump back to basketball for a okay. minute. Because UK and Evansville, um, I asked some of the folks at the end of the bench, of Evansville's bench, I said, all right, with 20 seconds to go, and you could tell something was, they were going to win it possibly. I said, okay, who saw this coming? And don't say you did. Yeah. They said one guy. Walter McCarty saw sure. this coming. Now, obviously, it's easy to say when you're up by four with 20 seconds to go. But after the first half, the media room is 10 feet from the visitor's locker room. And the only thing that separates the media from the <laughs> locker room is a thin blue curtain. And as soon as Evansville, and I followed them into the media room so I could set up a couple of things, Walter McCarty screams at the top of his lungs, we can win. We can win. And I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it because you felt it. Yeah. They had a look in their eyes. And Therese Maxey said after the game, he said, they had a look in their eyes we didn't have. Mm -hmm. Michigan State didn't have it. EKU didn't have it. Other teams, he said, I don't think I've ever seen like that before. And someone mentioned, I just watched the version of Purple Hoosiers <laughs> because the Purple Aces won. They did what no one thought possible. And now you kind of got check time a little bit yes. for UK because you're a 25 point favorite. You lose. Now, maybe you're uh, obviously you're not going to be the number one team in the country next week. But no. now, now what do you do? Well, I think you can look at it one of two ways. Of course, there's always the negative, and the negative is certainly you were the number one team in the country for about 48 hours, if not 24 <laughs> hours, right. and then all of a sudden you're knocked off that pedestal. And maybe back to some reality, mm -hmm. some gut check time. And yeah, it would have been fun for them to be the number one team in the country and roll through some of these teams. Mm -hmm. But the positive side of it is, you know, there, there are those fans that always like to see them get an early loss to be kind of a wake up call and a reality check of, hey, we've got things to work on. And I think John Calipari now has the tape to say, okay, you're not as good as you might have thought you were. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I will say this. The fact that Walter McCarty was the head coach of the team that won makes it a little bit easier yeah. for Kentucky fans. Not as much salt. Not as much <laughs> salt because at least you can go, okay, well, good for Walter in his, yeah. in his coaching career. Right. But, yeah, very embarrassing, disappointing loss. Yeah. Uh, certainly uh, not one that you expected um, the Wildcats to suffer this early in the season. Now for the U.K. fans who are upset, and, yeah, I get it, you have six days in between games, so you really get to <laughs> stew on it and think about it. And as I also mentioned to Tyrese Maxey, I said, you know, you're young, you've seen March Madness, you've seen upsets in March when, you know, somebody like UMBC beats Virginia. That had never happened before. You, we've all seen Duke lose as a one or a two seed. Would you rather lose now or lose later? Right. Because it's a lot more embarrassing in March than it is in November if you lose to a team like Evansville. And if you're a one seed or a two seed, whatever UK might get, you're going to play a team like Evansville and that's why everybody gets so nervous when March rolls around. Right, and, and to that point, I mean, not that you want to lose any games, sure. but sometimes it's certainly better to lose them early than late. I, I think back to that 2015 season, the 38-1 and season, when they were winning game after game yep. after game, and they weren't <laughs> blowing everybody out. I mean, they had some blowouts certainly in that season, but you got to remember some of those games. I can recall I went to the game down in Athens, Georgia that year, and it was tight. It was close, and they almost lost a couple right. of games. It was so close, but the fact that they hadn't lost any games all year, 
I can just remember just how nervous people would get each and every time they stepped on the floor. Mm -hmm. Even if it was just an SEC game at the time that, you know, they were still going to win the SEC, but people just wanted to keep that streak sure. alive. And then we all know how that story ends. It, it eventually mm -hmm. caught up with them in the Final Four. Right. Now, I don't know if them losing a game earlier in the year would have helped them out in the Wisconsin game or not. But sometimes, to your point, Brian, it's better to just get a clunker out of the way. Yeah and then learn from it and grow from it and, and be a better team. Well, let's talk about the biggest clunker in the nation right now, and that's the <laughs> Browns and Steelers fiasco last night. We have seen brawls. We've seen mm. things that have happened. We've seen people get hit in the head with foreign objects. It was almost like wrestling last night. Yeah, and except for it was real. Except this one is real, <laughs> and, and a player yeah, it's another not, player with a helmet. Yeah, and I, I laugh, and I'm, not, and I'm not making Gosh. light of this at all. I mean, it was... That was one of the scarier things I've yeah. ever seen. I mean, I think back to the Malice in the Palace and yeah, when when wicked. when yeah. Ron Artest and, and the, the Pacers and the, yeah yeah <laughs> Ron Artest at the time and, and the right. Pistons went back and forth, but nobody was swinging an object like a helmet. Now, yeah. Miles Garrett has you know I, I think he's been suspended indefinitely Correct. at least through the end of this year. I think they're going to make an example out of this. You have to. Now he wasn't the only one in the fight. I mean there were other guys and. Um, you know, he may not have even been the instigator, but he took it to the next level. Sure. And, and, that, and that's what they're going to make. You know, it wasn't him just picking on uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. Right. Uh, Mason Rudolph certainly had something to do with instigating uh, Miles Garrett, but still, you can't. That's, a, that's inexcusable. You cannot do that. Yeah, and I'm glad the NFL has said you're, you're gone, and we'll let you know when you can come back. Yeah, don't call you, us, we'll call you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the check will not be in the mail. Um, but, yeah, somebody has got to. There's, there's way too much violence in a lot of situations, but that is unnecessary violence. That is the kind of violence that's not game-related. That was almost, uh, you know, I don't know. I know Rudolph pulled off his helmet a little bit, and that well, is the way to end careers, and, right and, there. And especially in a league that is trying to really emphasize player safety. Yeah, I mean, they're they're exactly. trying to move back toward, you know, they don't want you hitting helmet to helmet when both of you have a helmet. <laughs> you know, they certainly don't want helmet to no helmet. I mean, that would certainly be so. I, you know, that's one of those things. They're going to make an example, and I've I've heard this several times on on radio, uh, national radio broadcast and TV programs. They've made this this point. But can you imagine? Nothing against Miles Mile or Mason Randolph, rather. But can you imagine if that was Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or? You know, one of the marquee uh, yeah. faces of sure. the league. Sure. I mean, that would have not that it would have necessarily been worse for the particular player, but uh, the image uh, of things uh, of the NFL. That's what's at stake right now, and they've got to clean that up. I just want to quote Sam Weish: "You're in Cincinnati, not Cleveland." Just what a Chris Bailey's, you know, <clears throat> Bengals guy over here. Last thing, real quick, let's talk high school football. Tonight, the uh, district championships will be decided. The regular season was about seeding for the first two rounds of the postseason. And tonight, we have got some Donnie Brooks. And all of them, I believe, are rematches. Central oh. against Franklin County. Franklin County wins it on a Hail Mary at the half. 
which was great. We've got Scott County and Douglas, which yeah. was a beat down in the regular season. Have they ever played each other in the past? Uh, I can't think have, yeah. if they have any sort of history. Well, I know anything. who the kings of the 859 are. I know who the kings of the 502 are. And I know who the team up north is. <laughs> See, all you need to know right there. They yeah. don't like one another. No, they don't. That's going to get interesting. <laughs> Somerset and LCA. LCA beat Somerset by one a few weeks ago. Clark County, Oldham County. Clark wins by two mm -hmm. three weeks ago. We have got Boyle Catholic. I mean, that's a 20-year rivalry. Yeah. That's awesome. And then in town, you got Tate's Creek Dunbar. And, and now that? you've got City Champs. Yeah. You know. yeah. Who's got who's City, City Champs? Who's going to be City Champs? <laughs> so, so now you got you got Tate's Creek Dunbar. That's a good one as well. I mean, we've got so much football, and it's going to be a little chilly. But one thing I love about playoff football, especially right now, yes, you're going to crown a champion. Now you're going to go into the region final. But we get to stay at a game a lot longer oh, yeah. and see how these things materialize. And I really think we're going to have some more down-to-the-wire thrillers tonight. Which oh, one are you yeah. going to? You're going to the Douglas. Well, You're I'm going, going, to, I'm going to two. I'm going to go to two. I'm going to stay in the city and go to Tate's Creek Dunbar and then go over to uh, the uh, Douglas-Scott County game. So, yeah. And I've got Madison Southern at East Jessamine. Power football. Mike Bolin. What's the over-under on throwing the football tonight? That'd be a great betting line if there was betting in high school sports, and we know there's not. But if Mike Bowling, uh, Two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. So it's like, like the half a lateral that could go either way? Is yeah, it? I mean, you just can't say two because you got to have like a, yeah. I, and I would take the under. Tasha's going to have the stats going, yeah, we got to go five wide here, Coach. That's his wife, by the way. Uh, yeah, so so take us through, Brian, the, the, all the scenarios. Just take us all the way to the championship. Who wins? The better team <laughs> so, is going to win there you every go. game. The team that scores the most points will win. And join us at 11 o'clock tonight for yeah. all those highlights. We will have all of the highlights on game time tonight. Lee Kay and I will break it down and tell you what's next because this is also after tonight. It's RPI time for the KHSAA. We'll talk about that possibly tonight and certainly next week. For Lee K. Howard, I'm Brian Milan. Thanks for watching Facebook Live, and we'll see you later on tonight.